everybody. Welcome to the Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Joining me this week, uh, a returning guest. It's been a while, but he is back all the way from sunny LA. Well, I assume it's sunny because it always always seems to be over there. Uh, Elijah McClinton, how you doing, man? Uh, thank you, thank you. I'm doing really good. Yeah, it's sunny out here. Uh, we were kind of joking about the, uh, the unfortunate coronavirus situation. I was hoping that uh, Finland is much more uh, self aware than we are than in america so <laughs> yeah you i generally like to think so the problem is over here we have um we get to this time of year and things get a bit crazy so like yeah. yesterday it was snowing but then today the sun was out so everyone wants to get outside right. and we have um we have May Day celebrations here tomorrow. The 1st of May is like a big holiday here. So people want to go out and party like today and tomorrow and stuff. Yeah. So they've kind of shut all that down. People aren't really supposed to, but I went for a bit of a walk earlier and people had their little uh, little family groups together and we're out kind of playing games in the park and stuff. So there's a few people out and about, but luckily it's not too crazy over here. Yeah, that's good. Because um, cause I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and Georgia is like one of the states that um, took away all the restrictions so that is pretty scary. was it in georgia i saw earlier today where they um or yesterday whenever it was they said that is it under 18s or teenagers or whatever the age is mm-hmm. they no longer have to do a driving test to get a driving <laughs> license that is true that is my state i, I don't <laughs> know what's going crazy. on they, they just like give anyone a driving test and that is really scary like everything is so backwards over there and it's scary. That is madness. Like, yeah. yeah, I read like you, you literally just have to go in there with a, a document with your parents' permission. Your parents have to sign it. Yeah. And that's it. And you get a driving license. Dang, I wish I, was, I wish I was a kid again so I can do that. Yeah, like when I was like <laughs> 17 or whatever it was and took my driving test. Yeah. Right. I wish I didn't actually have to do all the lessons and the test. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love, I love Georgia, but it's a backwards, backwards ass state. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to anyone that's listening from Georgia. Um, I think I think there might be a few. No, but, um, <laughs> we love you really, but yeah, that's some uh, that's some crazy stuff you got going on there yeah. at the moment. Damn. Well, let's get on to a slightly uh, happier topics, I right. guess, uh, as opposed to this awful virus which is still going on. Yeah. And that's our video and song for this week. And yeah, with a girl album, we're kind of going in reverse order. Uh, so this week we're at Come Get It Bay, one of the worst song titles <laughs> uh, I can I can think of. You know what Bay um, stands for, right? Bef- oh, what what is it again? I looked it up yesterday. It's before anything else. I, I, That's I, it. I yes. forgot that that was like an actual acronym. I'm too old for that kind of stuff. <laughs> can't be doing with that yeah I, I hate that word that word bay it's it's cheesy it has not aged well yeah, and it's not. um and it also ties into a point i've got later on around you know the the dancers in the video and you know the bays yeah. that, that pharrell had at the time um so yeah not not my favorite song title let's say mm-hmm. but um we'll go through some of the stats very quickly and then All we'll right. get into to chatting about it so this track was released on the 20th of May 2014, the second single from the album. Uh, chart-wise, didn't perform brilliantly. I'm just flicking through the list here now. Top 10 in Belgium, 25 in Canada, 12 in Germany. What else have we got? I think in the, the UK, only 87 by the looks wow. of it. 
got to 23 on the you know the main kind of Billboard Hot 100 chart in the US and got to number five on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs, uh, you know, sub, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sub chart. Yeah. To be fair to it, it has, or at the time of when I got the stats, it had sold 500,000 copies, you know, certifying it gold. So not bad for a, a track that didn't perform brilliantly and was a second single off the album. Exactly. 87 million tubes on YouTube. Tubes on YouTube? That can't be right. 80 million <laughs> views on YouTube is what I meant, which surprised me quite a lot, seeing as It Girl, I think, only had like 9 or 10 million or Yo, something it like Girl that. It Girl was the be- well, one of the better songs on Girl, and uh, yeah. that video was pretty dope. That video was yes. pretty dope, yeah. Most definitely. But yeah, quite, it surprised me that this one had like 87 million views on YouTube. I mean, I mean, you have to take account that Miley Cyrus is on here, and this was six months right after her Wrecking Ball thing, so she was still pretty hot, like on the streets. I'm guessing that definitely uh, helps the, the search algorithm and you know recommended videos yeah, that YouTube will, sure. will serve up to all those teenage girls that are watching <laughs> Miley Cyrus videos. Teenage girls and probably middle-aged dads as well with some of those videos. Right, yeah. Well, you were watching? You're what you're checking for miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired! Oh, oh all right. I no, thought we were on friendly terms, but <laughs> damn, you kids! Oh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you off that one. I let you off. No, that you one. can get me back. You can get me back. <laughs> I knew what Bay was. That's embarrassing enough. Uh, the video itself, directed by Luis Severo, uh, a Spanish director. He also did what was the other video at the time. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, which I think we'll be discussing on the next podcast. Right. Uh, And the video was released uh, towards the end of July in 2014, so a month or two after the the song actually came out. So let's get into the song and the video. Do you want to go first? I have a question. Was this was this as a third single off the album? Second or third? I think it was the second single. Oh, okay. If I remember right, I think Marilyn Monroe was the first, first one. one. This was the second. And then we had all the others that I've done recently. I okay. think there were five or six actual releases, um, one of which was like a digital release only for yeah. one of the tracks. But yeah, I think I think this was the second one. Okay. Uh, as you're the guest, I'll, I'll let you start first. Give well, me your, your, your okay. opening thoughts. Um, well, of course, like the, the track was originally for uh, Rhea, uh, for a mor- motorcycle. Um I mean, she's an average singer at best. Um, I'm glad Pharrell took it. Uh, at first, I did not like the song when it first came out. I only just liked the bridge. I mean, the bridge, it says sugar time. It sounds exactly like sugar time. It's so, like, like sugary and, and sweet. It's a sweet uh, bridge. I, I think that's the best part of the song. But the song has grown on me a lot. Um, I think that's all my thoughts um, first on the song. But... Uh, I think it's a it's a pretty good song. It has grown. What about you? Yeah, it's a very um, poppy, saccharine kind of kind of track that yeah. that kind of fits you know Miley Cyrus being on it exactly. anyway. I feel, although to be fair, I think yeah, I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan you know whatsoever. I'm yeah, probably actively trying to avoid anything that she makes. <laughs> I mean, I watched I watched Hannah Montana when I was little, so. Oh God! More embarrassing <laughs> stories. Okay, um, yeah. Again, I, I'm too old for that, luckily. But um, I, I try, yeah, actively try and avoid sort of you know music from her and stuff that she's kind of involved in. Yeah. Just not a fan. But I have to say, she does 
fit this track very, very well. Her yeah, she voice. Does. She's got that. Um, is she Texan? I think. Yeah, she's from Texas. Yeah, Texas or Tennessee for one of those teams. Yeah, she has that kind of southern accent um, and that kind of gravelly kind of um, aspect to her voice. Exactly. Uh, and I think the kind of tone of her, tone of her voice really suits this song no, it very, does. very well. So it actually, it's quite a good, quite a good pairing, I think. In I still think that. it's like a bit weird that like that pairing still exists, like a Miley Cyrus and Pharrell track. Like I know uh, Pharrell has done tracks for her before. Yeah, and I think that's probably mainly where it came out. I remember seeing an interview yeah. with him around, you know, when he was kind of promoting this, and obviously he'd just done a few tracks on her album, yeah. which had come out, and they were looking for. Um, for an additional kind of vocal on this on this track, and he you know, yeah. obviously know, knew her voice very well and decided it it fit very well. But in terms of like the vocals on this track, obviously there's you have Rhea doing mm. um, kind of backing vocals, right? But also I, I think uncredited on there is Tori Kelly. I think her name is okay. Yeah. So she's I didn't really know much Wait, of her until I was sort of. Do you, don't you hate Tori Kelly, or was that someone else? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Even, I didn't even know who Tori Kelly was until today. Really. Yeah, oh, I think it was someone else. I, I think it was on, it's on the last podcast. I remember I brought it up. You're like, yeah. I, I, like I hate that. a lot of people. There's, there's a long <laughs> list of anyone, anyone, many, many people it could be. No, I do too. It's fine. But Tori Kelly, yeah, I, I didn't really know who she was. I when I kind of saw the names of the songs and what she'd been involved in, I kind of realised who she was. Yeah. But um, yeah, she provides vocals on here as well. So people that, that don't know her, she's um, she's obviously a singer. She was on um. I think it's like American Idol and a couple of those sorts of programs. Right. She was Grammy nominated in 2016 as Best Newcomer and then uh, Grammy nominated nominated in 2018 for Best Gospel Album and Best Gospel Performance and Song. Um, and her, in my eyes, her biggest claim to fame is she was uh, Mina in the, the animated movie Sing. And I think well, Mina was the El- elephant, I want to say. I don't, I never saw that movie. But that's that's kind of cool that Tori Kelly was affiliated with that movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a young kid, and I remember watching the movie at some point, and I oh, want to okay. say, yeah, Mina, Mina is the elephant, the like who's like the main, I think like the main character who's like very shy, won't sing, yeah. then ends up singing in the talent show oh. thing and winning it all. Oh wait, I have seen that movie. Okay, I have seen that movie. I was forced. I knew you. I knew you'd have seen it. I knew <laughs> no, I was forced. I was forced. I was forced. So yeah, so Tori Kelly is is famous for those things. I'm sure she's famous for many other greater things as well. Is it credited that? Because uh, I I know in like the the one of the, the chorus, it sounds like Justin Timberlake could have been a vocal on there. I don't know if it's credited though. Um, the from what I can find, yeah, the um, no one else is actually credited on that track. Oh, okay. Um, aside from Pharrell, but it's obviously known there's Miley Cyrus, Tori Kelly, right. and uh, Rhea that have provided vocals. Mm-hmm. They, there could well be other vocals in there. I I don't oh, quite okay. know. But throughout that song, even the kind of Pharrell. Uh, kind of pitch and key of it, it right. is all kind of quite high, isn't it? So you you could have a number of um, voices kind of blended in there, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what have I got next on here? Uh, the video itself, mm-hmm. we can have a quick talk about that. So it opens with um, a, a kind of statement, I guess, on the mm-hmm. screen. Beauty has no um, expiration date. And this kind of ties into the people that then appear in the video, the the range of dancers that you have there. And yeah. there is a kind of behind the scenes video that I'll, yeah, I saw I'll that put too. a link in the description to, yeah, where 
you know, the dancers are ranging in age from, I think, their early 20s up to the, the oldest woman there, who is, I think she's 49 or something. So it's kind of referencing that. And a uh, side note, like, like, I love the message behind it, you know, it's woman empowerment, you know, talks about, you know, age bias with women. And mm-hmm. uh, a side note, I know this is off topic, but, but man, Pharrell, like, always pushed uh, the limit, like, with his videos. Like, with Front, and there's a, a bunch of articles about, you know, Lanisha Cole, you know, the dark-skinned mm-hmm. uh, yeah. woman. Um, you, know, you know, that was very powerful. I didn't even know, looking back at that, there was really nothing like that at that time. There still really isn't at, right now either. Um, and it hasn't been seen before. So he's always pushing boundaries and it, it's kind of crazy how he still continues to do so. So, you know, props to him. Yeah, definitely. And in, you know, in this video, he's got, you know, a bunch of, you know, a- attractive women, let's say, yeah. but they are, are you, all with are different, you going to get you know, in trouble? You say that? No, no, okay, of course good, good, not. Good, no. Good. But obviously all of the people involved there are, are all of, you know, a wide range of ethnicities and um, ages and backgrounds. So it, it's good to kind of see that diversity isn't a good word, but you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, just it's just that kind of that, that range of, you know, different people and not just those kind of standard, mm-hmm. um, you know, video dancers that we would, we would normally see in music videos. Yeah. And I have to say kind of, one thing that kind of surprised me about the video as well is you obviously you have all these dancers and, um, yeah, if you go and watch the video, it's based in a, a looks like a dance studio in right. uh, downtown LA, where they're obviously all performing this kind of choreographed um, dance. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously all people that have been called in separately for this video. There are no actual dancers from his, you know, his group of dancers that he had right. at the time. You know, the Bays, as they mm-hmm. were called. Again, I say this every time. Truly horrific name, <laughs> but. It, it surprised me that none of those were actually involved. What, but I liked that. I liked the fact he had kind of gone outside of that circle of yeah. the people he's using for his you know, other videos and his performances to actually bring in an even wider and more, more diverse range of, of women to be involved in the video. And well, why is uh, Pharrell always holding cameras? Like, like he's in every, almost every video. I mean, he always references cameras, so I just thought that was pretty funny. And this is the first time I actually paid attention to him holding a camera like in a you know Ma I don't love her you know he's mm-hmm. in the Polaroid I think there's a couple others like two others he's always holding and we, a camera we talked about it on the, lo- on the last podcast uh, yeah. with It Girl where he stood at the beach and he's kind of with the binoculars actually yeah. kind of <laughs> creeping looking at people and yeah yeah. So, and in this one obviously he's got the kind of the, it's like the Super 8 camera isn't it where he's kind of yeah you know, faux kind of filming some mm-hmm. of them as they do their choreography and you want to know something funny uh the the first comment you see when you go to the "Come Get It Bay" video is someone someone saying, uh, "Who else thought this was a commercial?" And like, I, thought, I guess that's <laughs> what I comment. Yeah, yeah, I started dying because I was like, "Yeah, this is like kind of like a like a commercial for sure." Yeah, it does come across like that. Yeah, but what I do like about the video is like the the kind of sheer simplicity of it, like mm-hmm. the choreography itself. Um, which was obviously done by by Fatima Robinson, who appears in the video as well, sat next to Pharrell a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of world famous choreographer for music and movies and all sorts of things. That choreography itself is very simple, but then the actual setting itself is very simple. It's it looks just like a standard kind of studio, big open light windows behind them, looking out over LA. Right. And then what I also like about the video is kind of the 
as you would see in like a dance studio, you have these kind of large mirrors set mm-hmm. up so that obviously dancers can observe themselves and see, you know, what they're doing right or wrong. Right. But what it does, obviously, it reflects back on the people that are working on the music video. Yeah, they exactly. haven't tried to kind of edit any of that stuff out. You mm-hmm. you see the cameraman, you see the, the the tracks that the camera is on, you see the crew in the background, the lighting people. Yeah, I like be. that. Yeah. It's like very natural. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I really like that. It kept it really simple, very kind of uh, authentic, I, I guess is a word. Mm-hmm. Although I'm, you know, I'm fairly sure that when that was directed, those people that are in the background weren't put there or placed in the background. They were right. just there doing their kind of natural job on exactly, the video shoot yeah. itself and just happened to be in the video. So I, I really like that part of it. Um, I was going to say is like, I'm still stuck on for holding the camera. Like this is like the grown up version of tape you, but it's like the more <laughs> mature version. <laughs> it's the, it's the more sensible version. Yeah, more sensible and uh, the the PG version. PG version, yeah. Yes, very much so. And on on that note, I just I literally just got sent the artwork for this podcast episode, which um, other people will be able to see when this comes out. But I'll show this to the camera so okay. so you can see it. Hold on, hold it up. Oh, that's that's dope. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, pe- people will see that when the podcast comes yeah. out, but it's very, very apt. It's exactly what we're talking about. Shout so. out, shout out the, uh, the who, who made it. Who, oh, yeah, shout out to Rafa, as, okay. as always, for, for doing the art there. You can go follow him at Zerk underscore illustrations on Instagram. And he's got a number of other accounts as well. Now he's doing some great artwork stuff. So, yeah, go, go give him a follow, definitely. So, what else? Have you got anything else on the video itself that you, that you kind of picked out that you spotted? Um, no, I, I just really uh, just love the message behind it. Though the video, like when I first saw it, me being, it was it six years ago? So I'm trying to do math. Yeah, that's around that, yep. Yeah, okay. So that's me being like 15 or 16. So me seeing it and me like, uh, of course, like being a fan of Frill, it's kind of like, okay, this is like his grown man look and it's right off of Happy. So he has mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of, go towards the audience of, you know, older, I wouldn't say his audience now is like older age, like women, but it kind of is like there's, um, there's a bunch of people who are getting like hip to him now. And, uh, you know, this is, I feel like this was like a song and that album that kind of catered to them, even though it's still very enjoyable to me. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's, um, I think, yeah, when Girl came out and all of the stuff around Girl, especially here, you know, Happy and stuff like that, I think his, uh, the average age of a, a Pharrell fan probably increased by by quite a bit. How did you feel about this uh, girl in general, like when it first came out? I had very mixed feelings, and I I actually wrote a review about it. And I think I took my old website offline the other day, which had the rev- had the review on it. But I have to go and dig it out somewhere and maybe post it up somewhere else. Because yeah, when it when it kind of first came out, this whole kind of um like ode to women and mm-hmm. female empowerment and, and stuff like that. While it's obviously a great, a great champion or a great cause to champion and a great right. thing that, you know, thing that we should all do. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt a bit, um, a bit forced mm, um, yeah. because, you know, the whole kind of album was dedicated to it almost. Right. Um, but over time, you know, upon listening to it more and more and actually understanding the the message of the album and the story behind a lot of it, it definitely grew me a lot more. And now it's, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say Girl is one of my you know, favorite albums ever or anything, but right. it's definitely, um, I hold it in much higher regard than I did when it first came out, put it that right. way. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had very mixed feelings about it as well. Um, there were a couple of tracks on there, I was just like, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this wasn't one of them. You know, this is one of the ones that you, you could listen to from back back to forth, back to end. But, um, no, I, I probably had the same feeling that you had. And I think it was a, it was a bit of a change of direction for Pharrell as well, or at least for kind of Pharrell and NERD fans. You know, we're right. used to the kind of um, you know the the hip hop Pharrell, mm-hmm. the the NERD, the kind of you know rock and roll, yeah. more kind of out there Pharrell. And this was yeah, a much more kind of toned down album, uh, much you know kind of poppier, much family, much more family friendly. Yeah. Um, you know, it brought in, as I say, you know, kind of brought in a, a wide or appealed to a, a much wider audience. No, it did um, for yeah, sure. and this track included, you know, this track's a super, super poppy track. Um, not, I don't mean necessarily mean that in a bad way, uh, but it does, ha- it does obviously appeal to a, a larger demographic and brings in kind of more people, which, um, you know, I think fans might not always like that or understand that, but, you know, right. as an artist, yeah, he wants to make music that, um, he enjoys that inspires him, but you know, also to make him and his business's money as well to a certain extent. So exactly, yeah. It, this problem I think we have a mu- modern music nowadays. It's you know, as soon as someone becomes popular, you know, the core fan base kind of will call them a, a sellout, yeah. or you know, they're making pop music now and yeah, exactly. all this kind of thing. But you know, that's that's what happens with good music. You know, music mm-hmm. becomes popular because, because it's good, because it appeals to a lot of people right? because it's doing something right. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad he put this album out. Um, I think it, it was good for him. He obviously mm-hmm. wanted to get a, a message out as well right. in terms of, um, you know, his kind of view on, you know, what was going on in the world at the time. And I think, you know, in terms of, you know, artists out there whether that's you know actors performers musicians or whoever yeah he was one of the first to kind of you know openly come out and talk about this kind of stuff right and talk about you know the empowerment of women and diversity um and all those kinds of things so yeah i think this was kind of part of that overall message and that kind of almost transformation of pharrell from you know that kind of guy in his 20s and 30s making the the hip-hop songs and yeah, being a bit more kind of out there to actually, you know, now being married and, you know, at the time having, um, you know, a kid. Right. And I think also I read on, on the set of this video, Helen was was there and was kind of involved in the video as well uh, while a lot of it was going on. I, I think if you watch with the video, I don't think you see her in any of the shots. Um, there may be a glimpse of her somewhere, but I don't remember seeing her actually in any shot anywhere. But from my understanding, yeah, she was... She was there as well on set and was uh, was very involved in, in parts of the video. You want to know something funny? And this is something I never knew, but now I'm hearing like a bunch of stories to where like Pharrell like makes, ap- or makes appearances or, uh, you know, does like video shoots or like is in a studio. Like usually Helen is like in there with them. I don't think mm-hmm. people like understand that. I think when, when you met him, uh, Helen was there as well. Yeah, so that was that was kind of slightly strange when yeah. when I met him. Um, Helen was sat on a bench twenty or thirty yards away with um, uh, the rest of the kind of I am other team who are who mm-hmm. are mainly women as well. Right, and they were kind of sat there having some lunch. And as I was chatting to 
Pharrell and we were having a, a conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked up and she was kind of sat on the bench with her kind of DSLR camera pointing it at us, taking pictures of us <laughs> having a conversation, right. which I found a little bit strange. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she was kind of... so. In the, in the the Williams household, there there are pictures of me that exist somewhere, which is a, a weird thought. Well, that I said it existed. Cool. They were probably deleted quite rapidly after. But, <laughs> but at some point there were. And then also, you know, on the kind of way out afterwards, I think her and Pharrell had gone to walk somewhere or gone to get something from their car or whatever it might be. Oh, okay. I kind of I passed them coming back and um, kind of, yeah, very briefly said hello to her and let them pass, obviously, first and... And yeah, had a very very brief interaction with her there. But and she is uh, just as, if not more, attractive in real life as well. She <laughs> is stunningly beautiful. No, I know. Yeah, she 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 is really beautiful. Yeah. Um. So what else have we noticed in this video? Um. We touched on the the last one. The or maybe it wasn't the last one. Maybe it was Gust of Wind. I can't remember which mm-hmm. one I recorded last. But in the Gust of Wind one, Pharrell wearing what I think is fairly awful, customized. Adidas jeans. He's wearing those again in this video. Yeah. Obviously, this was at the the early days of his Adidas deal. Is this, um, is this the got... jeans with the? Uh, it's multicolored on the back, and there's no pocket. Yeah, so it's it. got that. It's got that old. That Adidas logo is like from the 70s or the yeah, 80s, I 80s, think. Yeah. And it, yeah, it kind of sits on the backside. I think in this video, it's just dark blue, if I remember rightly. Oh, okay. But it looks. I, I think it looks awful, and I, I assume they're customized jeans because I know obviously Adidas don't make jeans or anything. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's wearing those again, which, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of. Um, he's also wearing, I think it's a black pair of superstars as mm-hmm. part of the, the collection that he did with Adidas then. They look like they're either a customized pair with some kind of, you know, painting, writing on them, mm-hmm. or they may be the ones with the... Um, or were the these the Stan, the, Stan, the Stan Smiths or were these the superstars? No, I think these were the superstar ones oh, okay. they, where they had the characters on them from the It Girl video oh, okay. by, uh, uh, yeah. by Mr. and Takashi Murakami. Mm-hmm. I think they might be those, but you can't see them particularly clearly in the video, but I think it's those. And then I think we get a very, very small uh, glimpse of a, a Billionaire Boys Club item. And I think he's wearing some tan-coloured diamond and dollar boxer shorts. Oh really? I know that's I know that's a weird thing to spot. There is one point <laughs> where, the, where the camera kind of pans around behind him when he's sat in the chair, and his you jeans are kind of quite low in the chair, and you can yeah. see them, yeah. And it looked like a diamond and dollar print. I may be completely wrong, but from my old eyes, that's what it looked like. So we we saw a possibly a smaller BBC item there. Yeah, very subtle. Yes, and this was around the time when yeah he I think he'd kind of started to fall out of love quite a lot with with the brand or wasn't yeah. particularly interested in doing much with them. But <laughs> yeah, he, he would still wear the odd piece. Obviously, you know, if you're getting sent all this stuff for free, cause it's still technically the company you founded, then right. you know, you're still going to wear it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got? So yeah, in my notes I've got here, yeah, it's a kind of, um, I wrote down middle of the road track. I, I, that's probably a little bit harsh on it, I guess. No, it's, it's not, not harsh at road. all. This is definitely a middle of the road track. It's something you can listen to if it if it comes on shuffle. Like you'd leave it, or depending yeah. on your move, you can switch it. It's it's one of those. Yeah, it would either yeah. sit in the background, you wouldn't really think about it, or you'd just skip on past it. It's. Exactly. I also wrote down. Yeah, it's, it's kind of easily overlooked. Yeah, it's skippable. Yeah, it's not a standout track, but at the same time. It's not a bad track. It's not one. If it came on, I wouldn't like roll my eyes at it or 
go out of my way to turn it off or anything like does that. Does happy do that for you? Does happy make you roll your eyes or or it's like you appreciate it and then it's like, eh, I'm gonna change it now. <laughs> Again, happy's like this track, you know, I've obviously heard a lot, but happy is on another level. Happy you know, has probably, you know, a trillion streams across the planet over yeah. the last X number of years, and a few million of those are probably in my household. Um, <laughs> not, not always by my, mainly not by my choice. Yeah. Um, so again, that's, that's one of those where I probably would skip it. Mainly, it's not yeah. a bad track, but I probably would skip it just because I've heard it that many times over the years. Yeah, I know. There was, um, there was a quote that I, that I read. I think it was on Wikipedia where they had a number of quotes from reviews of the song mm-hmm. uh, which I which I kind of quite liked and it was uh, Chris Kelly from Fact sarcastically remarked that <laughs> nothing says timeless like a song with Bay in the title where Miley Cyrus on the hook oh my goodness <laughs> that, is, that is exactly <laughs> what I thought as well oh man that, uh, that, um, yeah, yeah that, those two things very much date if you thought track. middle of the road track was harsh that was like <laughs> that was like death like <laughs> that's not that's not even some of the worst stuff that was said about that track i think generally it got like okay reviews mm-hmm. but there were um there were a few kind of snarky comments and reviews that i read about it i mean but that like, one just got... it's like what else would you would you th- like think of like when a music reviewer is like reviewing your track i guess and this is like what they're paid to do to be critiques mm-hmm. so like yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty fucking harsh. And I can... Yeah, there, there were quite a few that were like, "Oh, yeah, it's it's a nice, happy, poppy song. It's got you know those kind of. It's it's easy to kind of tap your foot along to it. It's got those kind of hand claps all the way throughout yeah. it, and yeah, you know, it sounds quite good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then there were some that were just like like this. Obviously, talking about you know having Miley Cyrus on the track and um, talking about how. I'm trying to think of some. I don't know if I've. Let me just pull up my my internet browser here. Yeah, so um, I'll read a couple of the quotes out. Some of them are kind of quite funny. Okay. Uh, Tim Jones from The Guardian felt that Come Get It Bay misrepresented girls' intended concept of celebrating womankind, in inverted commas, instead leaning towards the recounting of how nice it is to have sex with pretty ladies. (laughs) He joked that the sexual innuendos blended into its lyrics was the kind of ungainly sexual metaphor that puts Williams up there with such renowned musical feminists as Mick Jagger and R. Kelly. Oh, okay. That has aged very poorly. That, <laughs> that, that has, is, that is, yes, yeah, that the is comment horrible. is aged as poorly as the you song. Can't, yeah. You can't uh, uh, compare Pharrell of any sort to R. Kelly. Maybe, maybe like, music-wise? I mean, you can't even do that. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. Really <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm want to tarnish to your podcast. Uh, if there's uh, any others on here... Yeah, and there's also Samuel Tolsman from Pretty Much Amazing commented that the sole reason that Come Get It Bay was not worse than Cyrus's Williams-produced track Get It Right was, in quotes, only because nothing could possibly be worse than that. <laughs> so, he obviously isn't a Miley Cyrus fan. Yeah, it's not like me, Cyrus fan. <laughs> I know you'll be on the Hannah Montana as soon as we get off this call. Oh yeah, for sure. I have Disney Plus, so it's all good. (laughs) All right, I think that's all the notes I had for the song, pretty much. Are there any other bits and pieces that you had or that you noticed at all? Um, How do you think about the production style? I know this is this is I know this was like recorded in twenty twelve, thirteen, put out in like fourteen. But how do you feel about this like Pharrell production style? I quite like it. I think it works. um, 
it works well. It's very, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a simplistic production because no production mm-hmm. is you know, simplistic. But in terms of the way the song is kind of composed and put together, um, yeah, if you listen to the bulk of the track, it's mainly like the the kind of repetitive hand claps, that kind mm-hmm. of low end bass line that you get throughout most of the track. Right. And then obviously the guitar comes in, uh, the really nice guitar, which wasn't Brent this time, was, uh, was Drew Coleman who did the guitar. Guitar comes in every now and again. You've got the ad libs. You've got, I think there's a synth under there somewhere as well at certain points. So it's it's quite a stripped back kind of track. I feel mm-hmm. there aren't too many different elements involved in there. There's probably I'm not a producer and I don't have a musical ear at all. But the, I wouldn't say there's more than kind of six or seven at most yeah, kind of different different like things, things in there. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah I quite like it. And again, it adds to the. Um, the elements that are in there add to the kind of poppiness of it. I like the kind of vocal arrangements. Um, again, especially the the Miley Cyrus parts, the mm-hmm. the haze um, and the the waiting minutes on that kind of uh, kind of final quarter, final third of the track going into right. the outro. Uh, I think that works really, really well. Uh, I think this is like one of his most probably underrated years. Like, well, this is like right. Because he recorded this like 2012-ish, and this is when he yeah. was doing like Despicable Me. I think, uh, uh, what's that? I think So Ambitious he did uh, mm-hmm. around this era too. I think uh, this is one of his more like underrated years. And I, I know he did a couple of Jennifer Hudson tracks, uh, a couple T.I. tracks. So I think I, I really like this like 2012 to 2013 uh, production style a lot. Uh, of, of course, like, I think you need to do a podcast about the Despicable Me tracks, like, about just the whole thing. I don't know if you're a fan of those of those productions. Out. There's, a, there's a few projects I actually want to get to at some point. And obviously, at the moment, we're working, th- trying to work through in a general chronological order of just tracks that I've picked out randomly. But I think when right. we get to, you know, up to the modern day, up to 2020, which we're kind of nearly at already. Yeah. I'm going to circle back round start picking out again individual tracks we've not done but i also want to start looking at actual projects so you know um eclipse projects um, yeah, like philly's dope. philly's most wanted get down or lay down that album oh, yeah. which like only if you're a neptunes fan do you really you know, know about that album yeah. and i still love that and still play that every almost every day that album um some of the more of the Khalees stuff as well, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of early stuff. But again, I also want to get into some of the projects like the Despicable Me stuff as well, the Spider Man stuff, yeah. the things, all the things with Hans Zimmer. Um, so definitely, at some point in the future, um, I'll be trying to sort of sit down and yeah, maybe not do track by track mm-hmm. or picking you know the the highlighted tracks off of a off of an album like that or a soundtrack, but actually do it as a whole. Uh, body of work in in right. one episode maybe and work through it that way yeah i think once you go into the clips like a uh, podcast like i think that's like i can see a bunch of people being like yo like oh, i'm trying to listen to that because I, I, I still want to hear uh you know your opinion on it you know when the time comes and someone else's opinion on it so i know that's going to be a goat podcast yeah it's funny because when i when i first started this, i'm trying to find my where my list is now at the moment yeah, the the idea was to focus on, you know, NERD tracks, Pharrell tracks, and then tracks where 
he prominently appears so he, mm-hmm. he sings the hook or he does a verse or whatever it may be right. and yeah not these kind of larger sort of bodies of work or projects so at the start of this yeah you know we went from super thug straight to lap dance provider right. boys beautiful front in at that point we're already at 2003 and right. we've already skipped over um there's timberlake stuff there's clip stuff there's Khalees stuff philly's most wanted um there, there's absolutely tons of stuff yeah i haven't sort of yet covered so in the near future we will get back to there for sure okay yeah you have to yep definitely and hopefully by then as well we'll have some more uh some more special guests as well oh uh, yeah trying to work sure. trying to work on some at the moment so we will no, see. i know you can pull it off you got a shade man crave <laughs> is dope yeah if you if you can get a if you can get a uh, something from Chad, I think that would be that would be legendary because he doesn't he doesn't speak out that that, that much. We yeah we peaked early with uh, with Shay I feel, <laughs> but but Chad is Chad Chad is a possibility. Uh, okay, he's, all right. Nice. It's he's been spoken to. He's been okay. asked, and I'm hold. On, I need to get the name of the person that DM'd me earlier, and I hope they don't mind me mentioning them when I find you guys are getting their... an exclusive right here you heard it here first there, there's a an artist out there at the moment i don't know if people know him i, I wasn't really aware of him i'll be honest uh Raki miles um okay. who is i think signed to universal at the moment mm-hmm. um he is working on some new tracks at the moment coming out in the summer i think he will hopefully be on the podcast yeah kind of come the summer he has nice. been collaborating with a certain Mr. Hugo. So nice. we will see. We will see. I'm asking everyone I know that has a direct line to Chad to, to put a word in. And I know a few people have. So, you know, touch wood and fingers crossed and all that. He may uh, he may back down and decide to, to come and talk for a few minutes at some I, point. We'll I think see. he will because uh, if you're talking anything uh, music related, like he's, he's super in. If you're talking about probably anything else, you'd probably just like, go off on like a tangent i mean you know you know how he is you know he's you know he's he's like he's like he's dope like he'll just he's he's kind of like a rock star he kind of just yeah he, he's in his own kind of world a lot of yeah. the time i think yeah, yeah. It, i don't mean that in a good way That's, i think it's a great way to be yeah no it is but yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping to get him on it so people you know listening to this if you if you share anything about the podcast uh on instagram or twitter or wherever it may be you know make sure you you tag these people make sure you tag chag chag chad chag. can't even speak now <laughs> chag god <laughs> i can edit that out after that's fine um yeah make sure you tag these people you know get them aware of the podcast um and then obviously the the more they see people tagging them and talking about the podcast you know the more likely they are to to want to jump on at some point and you know we had a great a great chat with Shay, um, you know, a couple of summers ago now, uh, which was a, a massive surprise to me. So if we could replicate that in some way with Chad or Pharrell or whoever it may be, um, push. Then, then yeah, that would be yeah, yeah exactly. Push, that would be, be great. Be amazing. All right. So is that all of the the video and the track? Are we yeah, done? Yeah, I think I think this is yeah, this is all yeah. All right, good stuff. Let's get into some some news and some other bits and pieces then. So. I think on the last podcast I mentioned about the global citizen together at home concert thing that was happening mm-hmm. uh, over the course of I think it was last weekend or the weekend before whenever it was. Yeah, I Pharrell was meant to appear or make a 
do a performance or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch any of it. I, I flicked on to the live stream a couple of times because it would show you who was coming up in the next kind of two hours or whatever it was. Right. Um, I, I didn't see him. I didn't see anyone interesting at that point. So I didn't really watch much of it. Then going back, I can't seem to find any record of any appearance or performance from him. So I don't know if he actually did turn up for it. Uh, okay. So it's probably just a race from everyone memory. Yeah. Did you see any of the, the performances at all or anything for that? No, I didn't. Um, I do remember, uh, uh, well, was, uh, what's his name? What's his name interviewed him on, uh, on live. I think it was on, it was Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. And then he was like, oh, you're doing, uh, you're doing, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, I can't talk. A performance uh, <laughs> uh, like this this week, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. So I was actually looking forward to it. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have like a performance. But I guess it never came into fruition. Yeah, he was in all of their kind of promo items. He was on the website and everything. I only thought that maybe from what I can understand, he's at his new house at the moment in Miami, okay. which he recently purchased. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there were potentially some logistics problems or um you know issues with the setup because obviously all of the artists that were performing over that weekend were all doing it from their homes okay, and obviously yeah. a lot of them are professional musicians and obviously have setups at their homes and things anyway but there's obviously a lot of production that goes into it to make sure it it works correctly it can be recorded correctly it sounds okay so you're going to be buying um pharrell's old house anytime soon um, if if only if only the podcast bought me that kind of money, man, that house is insane. It looks like a museum. Yeah, a lot of glass. Next on my list was uh yeah, Pharrell has purchased two new houses recently. In fact, so there's his new uh new place in L.A., which looks like yeah, just a a huge glass shed. Yeah. Uh, I guess it looks like a a kind of corporate Google office. I think some people have compared yeah, it to. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's a very, very kind of clean, modern look, let's say. Uh, and then there's also his new Miami house as well that he's just purchased, I think, for about $30 million, supposedly. Wow. Which I think is where he is at the moment from from what I could tell of the shots I've seen of the house and then him doing a couple of these interviews recently on his computer. Right. Uh, it, it looks like he's at that Miami house and I, I guess kind of he's there with with all of the family, and that's where they're yeah. they're hanging out and kind of riding all of this out. But yeah, a couple of new houses for Pharrell there. I'll put links in the show notes because obviously the pictures and the sales things are all publicly available. Mm-hmm. The vi- the video is insane of the of the LA house. I was like blown away. I remember uh, I forgot where I was at. I think my dad sent it to me. He was like, "Yo, your boy." And he's like a Pharrell. He's a Neptune fan too. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually like put me onto you know a bunch of like he took, he put me onto in search of when like I was like to like oh, shout, shout out my, your dad for sure. Yeah, dad and mom they they have great music taste. They're probably gonna listen to this too. But yeah, like he was like yo your boy and I was like oh yeah that house is insane. Yeah, I think I've got the I don't know if I can click on the link here in front of me, but the the L A house I think yeah he bought supposedly for for seventeen million um, on Mulholland Drive. Strangely enough, I think if you look on Google Maps mm-hmm. uh, at the the house, if you you know if you're smart enough to work out what the address is and everything in Google, right. it, there is right outside. There's a fire station, which I thought was um, Whoa. a bit strange, especially when you've got a young family having mm-hmm. 
a fire station right at the bottom of your driveway. A lot of noise. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> but then I guess if one of those kids sets a kitchen on fire in your big glass $17 million dollar house, yeah, they're going to be able <laughs> quite quickly to put the fire out. So pros and cons. Uh, aside from his uh, you know, $50 million worth of purchases there in the past few months, uh, what else is he up to? Uh, I Am Mother, they're teaming up with SoundCloud at the moment to discover the next kind of you know creators out there so if you're a an artist in the making a creator in the making whether that's you know you sing you make beats whatever it might be you can head over to uh to soundcloud to their their blog page and it gives you some information on submitting your uh your own kind of works to potentially go into uh, like a compilation project that they're gonna end up putting out so steven you want you want to make a track with me I don't know what kind of part I could play in that. I think if you need someone that can like finger click, <laughs> yeah, I, I that's probably about all I could offer if I'm honest. I, I can have you do like the intro, like you can like talk shit in the intro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just go crazy. Is that what yeah. I'm known for? Talking shit. <laughs> uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I, well, I, I appreciate the offer yeah. Um, but yeah I'll, I'll stick to my, my Michael Jackson finger clicks and <laughs> I, I think that's about all I can yeah I can offer this but but I'm just trying to look at what the final date is yeah, I think you've got until artists will be notified by May the 6th I think by the looks of it so okay. uh, get in there before then I'll put a link in the show notes but you can submit them and it's it is actually people at um, I am either and Pharrell's kind of direct team that are working on this. Uh, I know KP, KP the Great that works with uh, very closely with Pharrell is actually curating a lot of this and personally listening to all of the submissions that go into this. So you've actually got one of Pharrell's team there potentially checking out your music. So if you want to submit anything, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. Head over there. It will give you all the instructions and you can get that up there uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to what they what they do with that. It'll be pretty cool. It'll be yeah, it'll be really great to see kind of what comes out of it. Cause uh, could this be the could this be uh, another uh, Neptune present the clones like part two? But it's like of people who are like we don't really know yet. I'd like to think it could be something like that. Yeah, so obviously quite a sort of eclectic um, album in itself with lots of different kind of genres and artists and. Right. And things, so I'd, I'd like to see something along along those lines, maybe. But what I, you know, what I'd really like to see is just people, you know, who are spending a lot of time at home at the moment, being able to get their music out there to more people, right? Uh, to get more kind of plays, more streams, more visibility and reach. Exactly. Um, and then, and then, hopefully, you know, go on to, you know, bigger and better things. Whether that's working with some other random person that hears their music, whether that's them being able to jump on a podcast. Whether that's even, you know, someone like Pharrell or Chad or people at I Am Other reaching out to them and wanting to help them with stuff. You right. know, we, we saw that in the past uh, with Pharrell, with Maggie Rogers, who is now obviously, you know, a, a massive star around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from that kind of session he did at the, is it the New York School of Music? Yeah, yeah I think, it, I remember it was in New York, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really hope something like that comes of it. I hope there's at least at least one if not many many more people that really benefit from this and um, are able to kind of get the music out there and get it into the hands and the ears of, of you know all of us that are also at home 
not doing an awful lot, you know, looking for more content to consume and, you know, new things to experience. You know, imagine you showing Pharrell your music and you're like right after Maggie Rogers and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I suck now. I've watched that video back a few times. <laughs> I remember watching it when it happened and it was brilliant. And that Maggie Rogers track, uh, Alaska, is still one of my favorite songs. Yeah. But then you, you watch the people before her and he was kind of quite um, upbeat about it and he was giving mm. some good feedback. Then he listened to her track and he's obviously just, you know, blown away. And he's yeah. like, I can't... I can't really offer you any feedback. It's pretty much perfect. And then I think there were two more people after her. Yeah. And it was uh it was a very subdued kind of uh yeah. experience after that. But but it's like man like because I think Maggie was probably one of the most like humble out of them all and like mm-hmm. in New York especially like New York school of music I believe. Like yeah. some of them are like dare I say like a little pretentious. Like, when they went up there, like, Mm -hmm. yo, this is, like, you know, like, you never heard this before, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he's, like, "Uh, I mean, that's, it's it's nice, but, you know, what about this, that? You know, it was being very nice about it, and then when Maggie went on. Like, I imagine, like, all those people, you know, some some of the tracks are pretty good, but I imagine they're probably just, like, oh, man. Yeah, I think think it was, like, towards the end of last year, I went back and tried to look, look up, I watched the video again and looked some of them up to kind of, see what they're doing now because you know none of them aside from maggie rogers i'd heard of after that yeah and so, you know some of them are doing okay things you know most of them are all still out there making music and stuff yeah but yeah there was that kind of element where they're doing the music they love but they're also trying to do something different they're trying to put some kind of you know banger in front of pharrell right. and really get a reaction from him whereas you look at the Maggie Rogers track and it's just completely stripped down. It's really mm-hmm. simplistic. It's beautifully written and produced. So she used nature no- noises, right? Yeah. And there's, there's just no like airs and graces to her. You know, she talks about her kind of rural background and growing up and playing the, I don't know, whatever is the banjo or ukulele or whatever it is she plays. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a real, you know, she's obviously a real kind of simple, humble kind of girl. And. I think that's what kind of you know fit in with the track so well and really got that great reaction from him because it wasn't one of those tracks that was just you know in your face and sounding like every other track that's in the charts right. at that at that moment as well you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, what, what what we've got next? BBC News. Let's get on to that. Um, I wanted to point out uh, BBC Japan's Hat Game is currently crazy. Uh, they've released uh, a ton of hats recently, which I don't think are US or EU releases. They're just Japan at the moment. Uh, and they've got some amazing designs and classic prints and stuff going on. Um, I looked earlier today or yesterday, and they mm-hmm. just had five or six consecutive posts, all with kind of, I think, four or five pictures in each post, all just hats, basically. Are you going um, to splurge, splurge on any of them? I'm probably not at the moment, no. Um, but there are definitely a few there that I may try and get hold of in the future. You know, they've done the the running dog again, which looks really good. Uh, there was one with the three three different astronaut heads that they've used mm-hmm. over the years. So, like, you know, the very OG BBC logo astronaut head, the slightly updated one, and then the kind of modern one, which um, the, I think the EU designed and the EU EU uses for a lot of their uh, their work. That was oh, really okay. nice. There's, there's just a bunch of them which are really really good. So if you are um, if you are a hat fan, 
then I highly recommend checking out uh, the BBC Japan Instagram and website at the moment because, yeah, they've got some really, really nice stuff. And hopefully that some of that will end up in the EU and in the right. US as well for, for the rest of us to purchase and not have to pay an absolute fortune. It always seems that uh, Japan is always ahead of the curb on, like, everything. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me. And this is, like, news to me, so I'm going to definitely check that out. I'm definitely a hat wearer, so especially now because my hair, my hair is a little bit grown out. I haven't got a haircut in a while. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely check that out. Yeah, head over there. Um, today, or yesterday or today, uh, BBC EU pre-fall drop four. I think I've mentioned every drop from the last few weeks. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's constantly new drops. But yes, yeah, so over in EU, we've got another new drop. Um, a couple of or a few really, really nice items in here as well. Uh, they've gone back to that kind of classic striped polo shirt look with the um, kind of private jet logo. There's mm-hmm. one colorway, which was, I think, pink and blue. Really, really nice. There's also the classic boat. They call it the boat print tee now but okay. it's the kind of boat logo in the kind of yellows and blues that they um they had in around season three i think it was that's been that's come out again that's been re-released that boat print looks really nice that logo and they've also got a bound popover hoodie uh that there's two colorways but the one that i really like it's like a lime green color with then kind oh, of okay. yellow splattering all over it looks super dope as always, BBC EU just doing their own thing. Um, and personally, I think doing the best out of the three different BBC localities, just putting really nice stuff out constantly. Right. So if you are a fan, again, get over to, what is the web address? bbcicecream.eu, and you go to new arrivals, and you'll see all the uh, pre-fall stuff there from the last few drops. Speaking of BBC, when, what was the last uh, piece you, you, you bought? Last piece I bought, man. Well, would that have question. to be? Would that be the ice creams, the re, the Reebok? Yes. Yeah, I think the shoes probably were the last piece. I'm trying to think if I've, I've not bought anything like new or used, at all recently in terms of clothing. Um, I'm trying to rack my brains. So you know, it probably was the shoes. Mm-hmm. How how do you feel about that collection? Um, uh. I know there's a lot of mixed reviews on like the Allen Iverson, the um, I think there were the answers. Yeah, uh, the, those wait. ones I'm really not a fan of. Uh, those ones are dope to me. I, I know a lot you of like people them, hate those. I like them. I, um, I might, I might get them uh, Oof. soon. I've been thinking about. It. I might pull pull the trigger. You crazy um, kids. No, but that is dope to me. You don't like it? You think it's kind of sacrilegious or? I no, not that. I just I don't like the silhouette. I just I think it's just. Again, it's pretty more personal taste than anything, but I I don't mind a basketball shoe, but I don't like that really big, chunky kind of look that that one has. Yeah. Um, and it's there's a lot going on with it, and it, it's just personally not for me, I have to right. say. Um, but in terms of the other ones, um, I did a review a couple of podcasts back of, of my pair, and I may try and do a video review. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get to that in a minute. But... Um, yeah, the the highs I don't really like, the, whether they were mids or highs mm-hmm. of the kind of new diamond and dollar ones. But the the lows that I got and the tan colorway that I got. Yeah, those ones are, I think, I was pleasantly favorite. surprised, yeah. Pleasantly surprised, much better than I thought they would be. For the price point, an amazing shoe. How, wait, how, how much was it? 
Was it like- so I think they will, in euros, 120. So that's probably at $110 roughly, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a really good price. Yeah, yeah. You, you're essentially paying half the price as you would for you know the original kind of ice creams. Right. Um, but the kind of production quality on them with all of the extras, the accessories, the box, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, you can go out there now and buy, uh, let me think, like a, an NMD, uh, a Pharrell right. NMD, which will cost me over here 250 euros. So more than double the price. And all you get with that is a shitty Adidas box. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> Dude, you're sitting on Adidas now? You're like NMD god. <laughs> well, I've only got, I'm trying to think, I've got six pairs here. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then 30 pairs of tennis shoes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, if you're buying, you're buying a shoe for like, you know, twice the price and you're getting less in terms of the packaging, the design mm-hmm. and everything like that. So that's where I think like the, the new ice creams are really good in terms of the price point because you are getting a lot for that money. You're, yeah, getting, you're getting like a bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a really nice, well-constructed shoe, which is really, really comfy. Plus, you're getting um, that kind of tissue paper inside. You're getting the extra laces, the accessories like the shoehorn thing. You're getting a box, which just is a a mile beyond any other kind of box that's out there at the moment for kind of you know any sneaker. Right. Almost to the point of the you know the kind of build quality and everything of the originals. It's pretty ninety ninety five percent there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so for your money, it's definitely worth it. You know, as I said in the last podcast, if if you're out there and you're kind of on the fence about getting them because, like, uh, you're not sure if you want to get this kind of you know, retro pair of ice creams, I'd say for this price point, you can't go wrong. Um, even yeah. if you just wore them as a pair of beaters and you just wore them around the house or just out and about here and there, they're still a good shoe. Yeah, I think you might have influenced me. This is like the, <laughs> the king effect, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes, the king effect, copyright king uh, effect, yeah. at King of Creams, a.k.a. <laughs> David Travis, yes. Uh, I think the last piece that I bought was a, I think it was a Despicable Me ice cream one, uh, with the minion on the front. I always thought mm-hmm. that one was dope, and I, I never got it. Uh, I think I got it like two months ago, and I never wore it out. And like, I mean, now you can't even go outside, so like, so we'll just be waiting on that fit. Uh, I have the white one. Um, I'm probably gonna buy the black one soon too, just whatever. But. Yeah, those are kind of lined up ready for when you can leave the house again. Right. (laughs) I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Yeah. So yeah, that was just like the the light cops. I think that was the last two I bought. Last one I bought. And speaking of kind of uh, some newer items, uh, last last week or the week before, I think we mentioned the uh, BBC US contest where they were asking for fans of BBC to send in designs for for t shirts. Uh, They picked a winner. I think it was last week. Uh, I don't know the guy's name. Tom Owadaki, I think it is. Um, He was the winner. I will post a link in the show notes. His design was picked, and that will be appearing on uh, BBC T-shirts, which I believe are going to be New York store exclusives. Uh, I don't know if they'll go up on the website at all. How do you like the design? I can't see it in front of me, but how do you like it? I'm just going to pull it up quickly in Instagram. Bear with me, people, while I just go to the right page. I can send you the link as well. So, by the magic of modern technology, while I'm on the <laughs> phone to you, I will also send you the link in an iMessage so that you have okay, it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a graphic print. It's got... Um, oh, it's okay. Like a, 
picture of the is the earth kind of split in half with a heart inside here a hand on top pulling the kind of earth apart this is pretty dope. it's quite it's quite a nice yeah. um design it's obviously got this small design on the front on the chest and a, a mm -hmm. larger version on the back uh it's got you know the, the kind of mantra at the bottom wealth is of the heart and mind not the pocket and yeah you know it, it's a, a heart inside the earth and it kind of it ties into the brand and the, the ethos and it's it's well designed nice colors um i like the the typeface that's been used for the billionaire boys club in the yeah, colorway as I think well that's kind my, of, i think that's like my favorite yeah part of it the color of the color of the font it matches the hand so it's kind of like a a flesh tone kind of pinky color um i really like that i think it looks really good um so yeah a, a nice t-shirt um I'm, I'm assuming a, a deserved winner i didn't haven't really seen any of the the other um entries that kind of came through but um i'm sure he is a, a deserved winner so so yes yeah, so if you're interested there will be a link in the show notes again and i'm sure that will be available to purchase at the the new york store soon and hopefully online as well no if, yeah if this is online or if any of my new york friends are like listening uh someone might need to get this for me because you know i'm all about them supporting like new artists so this is like really dope good stuff and i'm sure we'll probably mention it on the podcast when it actually gets released so yeah so keep your eyes peeled I, I don't think they announced when they would actually put this into production or when it would come out but hopefully we will see it at some point soon um the only other bit of news from myself would be my new video um yeah. this is going to be some some shameless self-promotion here so obviously doing the podcast over the last couple of years uh, i get lots of requests to show some of the the bbc ice cream collection from my own freezer <laughs> so so while i was kind of stuck at home i thought right i need to learn how to make some videos so i made a very poor video basically um but oh. my first video is uh early and rare releases from bbc so this is okay. um there's probably seven or eight items they're all from season even before season zero uh, so we've got a, a Bape BBC sample polo shirt in there, some Season yeah. Zero stuff, and some Seasons 1 to 3 mainly of uh, some, you know, some of the rarer pieces and the pieces that you can't really get hold of anymore, and some of the kind of quite sought-after pieces. How do you feel about that? Like, uh, do you, are you the more, like, stockpile and collect? Like, you, you'll just keep it in your closet and you yeah. will never wear it because it's just, like, too much of a grill for you? I would say... 95% of the stuff in my closet has never been worn and probably never will be. Wow. Um, I want to wear it, mm -hmm. but it's kind of, there's that kind of psychological effect of, you know, undead stocking it. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that, you know, I've bought stuff over the years. Some of this stuff's like 15, 20 years old nearly, and it just right. doesn't fit me anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you know, I, I could sell it and, you know, give it to somebody that would actually wear it that actually fits. But again, at the same time, you know, I like to kind of get these things, collect them, keep them. Right. They, they mean something to me. They have memories attached to them as kind of sad as that sounds when it comes to, you know, items of clothing, but, but, but they no, do. I mean, no, you so, definitely have uh, memories to clothing. I mean, there's, I think, uh, cause you remember the time and place in which you wore it. You can pick it up and be like, man, I was, uh, almost punched lee, lee harvey you remember that <laughs> you almost punched lee harvey in, in a trucker hat oh yes. <laughs> i remember those days 
Oh man, yeah. If you if you don't know, uh, yeah, he uh, fought Lee Harvey. Yeah. Wow, that that's a bit of an overstatement. I always have fought him. <laughs> I, I polite politely pushed him. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know more about that, I think we talked about it on our first one, or maybe my uh, on my SoundCloud. I remember. Yes, yes. Go and yeah. check out. Um, again, I'll put a link in the show notes. Check out. Yeah, Elijah's kind of website and um, the kind of the kind of interview that we did as well, um, where right. I think we talked about it on there. And I've probably talked about it on one of my episodes as well. So Yeah, you yeah. talked about it before on earlier episodes. Yeah. yeah, check out the this video on YouTube. As I say, it's just a, a bunch of kind of early releases and rare items, just kind of, you know, going through them, showing them off a little bit, talking a little bit about them and about my kind of memories to do with them and where I got them, where they came from, um, showing them off a little bit. I will try and do some more videos going forward because... You know, I, I have hundreds and hundreds of items uh, and I get asked quite a lot to kind of, you know, show them off and show what I've got and, and stuff like that. And it's kind of quite time consuming to do, but but this was really enjoyable to do. The video is not great. As soon as I put it out, I realized a million different things I could do better and change and tweak and all that kind of thing. But no, I, I know it's dope. So I'm, I'm about to watch it. Go and check it out. Give it a share. Give it a like. Um, if enough people are interested, I'll try and do some more. I did sort of debate doing a video review of the new ice creams for the next video. So I think two podcasts ago, I I kind of gave my thoughts and feelings about them on the podcast. But it's obviously very hard to describe a physical object such as a shoe uh, right. over the medium of just audio. Exactly. Uh, Obviously, if you've seen the images and stuff like that, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about generally. But there's a lot of kind of, you know, with as with a lot of BBC stuff and a lot of ice cream stuff, you know, the magic is in the kind of small details. So what I want to potentially do is, yeah, do, do that kind of review, essentially, again, word for word, but actually put some visuals to it and be able to kind of show everybody the, the little details that I'm talking about and the little things that I really like and some of the bits that I don't like. So... Right. There is a there is a little poll up on the others podcast Instagram page about whether you'd want to see that. So, people listening, if you would like to see that, go and uh, hit that story. Hit yes, at least show me there's a few people interested, um, and then you know I'll try and put something together in the the coming week maybe, and then right, maybe cool. I think the next the next kind of clothing one I'm thinking about doing a short video on kind of all the collaboration pieces that I have. So BBC working with whoever it might be. Uh, I've got quite a, strangely quite a lot of collaboration pieces um, in my in my closet, which I didn't really realize until I started looking through everything. So so let me get this straight. You won't be buying the uh, Adidas pants anytime soon if those ever come out. <laughs> no, those, those won't make it to the freezer. <laughs> Certainly not. But then no, I've got a few, uh, a few decent little BBC pieces, some of the collaborations they've done over the years. So... Um, so yeah, if, again, if people would like to see that or they want to see specific things, if they want me to do a video just focusing on a certain item, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll try and piece some of those together. And yeah, it, it took a while to do, but it, it was quite enjoyable. And, you know, there's not much else going on in the evenings at the moment. So it keeps right. me busy and out of trouble. So I'm happy <laughs> to do that if need be. Shoot, well, it's a it's a yes for me. So I'm a, y'all go vote. I'm about, I'm about to vote right now. Well, they can't. They can't vote now, because it's going to be out, right? Well, yeah. yeah I'll try. Okay. I'll try and get this podcast out before the vote goes down. Okay. Um, 
I think the vote has been there for a couple of hours now. So if I can okay. get this podcast out in the morning, then people will still have a little bit of time to do it. Or okay. just, you know, check the video, send me a DM, ask any questions. Yeah, just just hit me up and let me know and I'll um I'll try and uh, produce some more stuff and, and hopefully it will uh, slowly improve in quality as well. No, there's only one way and that's up, so. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the news I had for this week. Anything else from yourself that you wanted to um, to bring up or discuss or uh, anything else going on? It's really nothing else um, for me. Uh, July 24th, we're doing something uh, really big um, with my company. Um, we're focusing on, um, you know, education, um, uh, especially uh, Afrocentric education. Um, so we're like focusing on uh, black educators. So that that's this is something that's like near and dear to my heart. And we have a chance to collaborate with a, I can't say the company yet, but a pretty cool company. Uh, so, you know, this is something that, you know, it's, it's very big to me. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, comes out well, we can we can share it to the world. So I'm really excited about that. So that's July 24th as of Friday. It's a, it's a couple months from now, but we'll be posting um, some stuff uh, momentarily. We're just getting uh, some things right um, on both ends. So, you know, this is something that, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. So hopefully, you know, it comes out um, really well. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, be sure to um, send over the, the links and the information and stuff when, when you're able to provide it and when it comes out. And I'll sure. be sure to, you know, we'll make sure we share it on the podcast as well. And there goes our connection. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up there. Elijah's battery has died on his phone, but we were at the end anyway, so almost perfect timing. You can find Elijah online at Instagram and on his website, deathtoheartbreaks.com. I'll put all the links in the show notes for both his Instagram and his webpage and that Instagram you can find me online over at Steve R. Penny. You can get everything others related over at theothers.net or at Others Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go check out that video that I talked about. You can head over to theothers.net slash media or just head over to YouTube or to the link below. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to othersmerch.com. Over there, you can cop yourself a nice t-shirt, a hoodie, some other apparel, some accessories, whatever it is you like. Uh, loads of stuff with the others' logos on them. Uh, hopefully some more designs coming soon in the near future as well. So that'll be it for this week. Um, drop a comment, send us any messages, let us know about any videos or content you want in the future. I will see what I can do. But that's it for now, so I'll speak to you later. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.